Hello, you guys. Welcome back to another episode of Gym Ramble. A very special episode because it's coming out on Christmas. So, Merry Christmas, you guys. If you guys are listening to this after, then I hope you had a wonderful holiday season and we are stepping into 2024. Gonna be very honest, this is the second time I'm recording this podcast episode. The first time that I recorded it, I was gonna talk about the top things that I learned, my wins, and then my losses of the year, and it was way too long. I really like keeping these podcasts around 30 minutes. I think that is the perfect podcast length. I hate diving into like a two hour pod, so we're gonna break this up. This week's episode is gonna be the top things that I learned this year, and then the next podcast is going to be my wins and the losses from 2023. So without further ado, let's get into the top things that I learned. Before I jump into this, sorry, I know I said, let's jump in. And then I said, before I jump in, but before I jump into this, I do want to let you guys know that in the show notes, I'm going to be leaving a link to our free Facebook group. We are relaunching this and I'm so excited. I go live in there all the time, or I used to go live in there all the time and I miss it. I want to bring it back. And so we're kicking off a two week, just kind of sprint into 2024. And I'm really excited for it. There's going to be a lot of education. There's going to be a lot of prompts. There's going to just be a lot of interaction on that page. And everything that we talk about is pertaining to nutrition, training, lifestyle, wins, non-negotiables, planning for 2024, uh, just getting you on the path to creating a lifestyle change. Because I do feel like January sets the tone for the year, but our goal is not just so you focus on the first two weeks of January and then you fall off. Like we're, we're talking about April, 2024, June, 2024, November, 2024. Like what do you want that to look like? Right? So it's not just about two weeks and then peace out. It's like, no, we're setting you up to plan for the year. What do you want to look like? What do you want to feel like? Right? Time is going to fly. So I'm excited for that. The link is in the show notes, like I said. And if you just request to join, one of the admins will accept you. And then you can be on your way to checking out the vids. And you also will have access to all the old videos that we did before we took a little Facebook hiatus. So happy to be back on that platform. And now let's actually jump in. So the first thing that I learned this year, or the biggest thing that I learned this year, is that getting comfortable is dangerous. I got a little bit too comfortable this year. I got a little bit too comfortable in my, in my routine with fitness. I got a little bit too comfortable in certain areas of uh, business, right? And that led to a dip in consistency. And I'm going to talk about this. So I made a podcast episode in June, I think, May or June, called Dialing It In. You guys can go listen to that podcast episode and hopefully there are some takeaways for you. But the podcast was really just talking about how I had gotten a little bit too in doing the motions, just like going through the motions of my fitness journey. I didn't really have any urgency And because of that, some of the habits that I had built up were slacking and I didn't even really realize it, right? Like I was just being a little bit too lax for my liking. And the beauty of making fitness a lifestyle change is that even when things aren't perfect, even when your fitness goal is not the forefront of your life, because 
that's not always going to be the case, right? But when that's the case, things are not all going to fall to the wayside, right? Like I didn't spend seven months not going to the gym. Like I still went to the gym. I still ate my normal meals. But for just me and my expectations for myself, I wasn't really happy with that. And so I kind of realized that whenever I got into a good rhythm of my of my fitness journey recently, I got a little bit too laxed and some of my habits dropped off. And I didn't really have a goal. Like I had gone through a cut last year for a little bit and then I kind of reverse dieted out of it. And then I didn't really do any sort of growing phase again. And I just kind of hung out. Um, and I focused a lot on the fit breakthrough. I focused a lot on, on business and that brought me a lot of fulfillment. I focused on my relationships and that was kind of the focus of this last year while maintaining, you know, my love for the gym and things like that. But I kind of had to have a conversation with myself and you can listen in that episode of like, what is my expectation? Like, am I living up to that? And the answer was no. And so I had to dial that in. And I think that, I kind of went through that in in business as well. Like maybe we had a we had something really great happen, or maybe we had a lot of clients who just gave really good feedback and re-signed and like all this stuff, like dream clients who we love to work with. Or, you know, this was a really great year for our team at large. I feel like community was our word of the year coming into 2023. And I love everybody who's on our team. I just think our athletes are incredible and inspiring. But what would happen is I would, we would get momentum going and then I would kind of fall off. I wouldn't really post as much on TikTok and on Instagram, which maybe doesn't seem like a big deal to you guys. You're like, all right, yeah, social media, like why do you feel the need to post all the time? But it is free marketing for the business, right? Like it it is, you know, I do have to do that. And I felt like it was almost a self-sabotaging habit. Like it would be like, oh, we have like a really good, we have really good momentum going in the business. And then I would stop taking action on the things that got us that momentum. And then therefore like we stopped getting that momentum. And it was just like, what the heck? Like I'm better than this, you know? And I was really hard on myself for a lot of the year going into that, which of course is not fair to me. But at the same time, it was like, it it was something that I had to talk about. My mentor actually talked about that with me and he was like, bro, like you, you have to keep it going. And I think that's something that I wanted to talk to you guys about is like, if you feel in your life that there's resistance to get to that next level, okay. Whether it's with fitness, whether it's with your work, a promotion, a relationship you're you're looking into, right? If you're starting to date this guy, there's gonna be a point where you're gonna get to a level that you've never been before, right? If you're on a cut, you're gonna be hitting some new lows. If you are in a relationship, you're gonna be getting more serious. If you are getting a promotion, you're gonna need more responsibility, right? And there's gonna be resistance to get to that next level. And you're going to want to go back to what feels comfortable. And that's self-sabotage. That's where we see, oh, it's so easy for you to track macros and hit, and hit them and hit your training. And then the habits start to fall off. You stop pre-planning your meals. You stop having urgency towards going to the gym. And that kind of falls off and trickles to the wayside, right? Maybe at work, you stop volunteering. You stop 
you stop talking to your boss and communicating and, and giving feedback and getting feedback and stuff like that. Like, right, you stop taking that extra step to make sure that you get that position because it's scary. I see this a lot in fitness where I ask people, I say, are you afraid to succeed because you're not ready or you don't think you're ready to have that responsibility to now maintain the results that you want so bad? And I've had people say, you know what? Yeah, that seems like a lot of responsibility. That seems like something I've never done before. So my brain is kind of almost telling me why even try for that? Because who do you have to be to maintain that? Are you that person? And that's a form of self-sabotage, right? And that's dangerous because if you want that goal, you have to know that you already have everything in you to reach that level. Opportunities do not present themselves unless you are ready. So the fact that that's even a goal, no matter what it is, the fact that that's even a goal for you proves that you have what it takes to go all in on it, okay? Now, obviously, it's a little bit different if we're talking about a relationship, right? Like, if there are red flags, I'm not saying, like, oh, yeah, an opportunity. Like, let's jump in. But I do think that some people do this in relationships where they just don't allow themselves to get close to somebody and then they self-sabotage, right? They go for the toxic person that they know there's never going to be that um, there's never going to be that challenge of like getting to that next level, right? So they never have to face it. So think about that in your own life. Like where are you experiencing resistance to getting to that next level? And what conversations do you have to have with yourself? And I also want to challenge you. If you are on the brink of feeling that resistance, if you know like, okay, um, I have good momentum. Now I have to make a decision on if I want to continue that momentum Or if I'm going to allow myself to pull back. And I want you to continue. I've been continuing. I've been dialing it in. The second half of this year was wonderful. The first half of this year was learning. Okay. But the second half of this year is great. And I want that for you. Okay. We're going to go into 2024 together. Pressing our foot on the gas. Do not let up. Okay. Press your foot down. If you feel resistance, if you feel scared, okay, I want you to remind yourself that you have what it takes to get to that next level and you're going to figure it out. You don't have the answers yet because you're not there. You're going to get there. You're going to figure it out. Hopefully you have guidance along the way and you're gonna be okay, all right? You're gonna get to that goal. Remind yourself why you had that goal set in the first place. And do not self-sabotage, but be aware of the self-sabotaging tendencies and talk to them. Be like, not this time. You know, like it's it's weird to feel like you have an out-of-body experience because you're looking at yourself and you're like, here's an opportunity I have to self-sabotage. Sometimes you need to actually have that conversation with yourself and be like, okay, Here's a decision that's very interesting. I can either go back to my normal habits that I know are not serving me or choose the habit and choose to keep the momentum going. Have that conversation with yourself and choose the momentum. All right, that was a first a first long first thing that I learned this year. But second thing is your life is a direct reflection of how you are prioritizing yourself and your needs, okay? You can't pour from an empty cup. 
But I want to take this a step further when I say your life is a reflection of how you're prioritizing yourself because I hear a lot of the time that I'm too busy to prioritize and take time, take more time for my nutrition and my training and my health, right? And I hear this a lot. They're like, well, I don't want to hire a coach before I know I have the time. And I'm like, when was the last time you had that? (laughs) College? Are you ever going to go back to college, right? Probably not if you're in the workforce. So what's the solution, right? You're never going to have casually two hours a day or whatever you think you need in order to prioritize your health. So how many years are going to go by before you realize this is something you have to do? Is it going to be out of reaction or is it going to be proactive? This is a hard conversation to have. But what I can tell you is oftentimes the opposite happens. If you prioritize your health and fitness, and maybe let's just say from the stance of having a coach on our team, because that's what I do, that's what I know. Let's say you have a macro goal, you have a step goal, you have a training goal, and you go, what the heck can Bob, how am I gonna fit this into my day? Maybe let's say what your day looks like now. Maybe it's, maybe you're married, okay, and you don't have kids. Let's say you wake up, you go directly to work. It's a 30-minute commute. You come home, you're exhausted. You and your husband love making dinner together. It's quality time. And then you guys watch two or three episodes of your favorite TV show. And then you go to bed. Okay, maybe you, you read a book and then you go to bed. Let me play out for you what else could happen. Okay, maybe you wake up and you pre-planned your meals for the day and you're tracking your food. You already know what you're going to eat. You already know it's going to make you feel super energized. You already feel super energized from eating that the last few days. So you wake up early because you went to bed early. Okay. You wake up early. Maybe you go to the gym. Okay. Maybe you go for a walk if it's not, if you're not going to the gym or maybe you work out at home. Okay. You take time for yourself. You go on a walk, you come back, you eat a meal, you get to leave a little bit later because you're not stopping through the drive-thru on your way to work. You That book that you were reading, maybe you enjoy reading and flipping through the pages, but maybe you listen to that audiobook on the way to work, okay? Then at work, maybe part of your lunch break is for eating the meal that you brought to work. Maybe half of it is walking around, getting fresh air, calling your mom, right? Like doing something and you're walking, you're getting steps. And then you come home and then you're, you're, you and your husband are cooking a healthy meal and you feel good about it. And then maybe you guys both go on a walk together, right? Quality time. You're talking about your day. It's more than just about the food. You're spending quality time outside and stuff like that. And you come home, maybe you just watch one episode instead of three, maybe during the commercial breaks or you take little pauses and you make sure that your food is prepped. Maybe pop some chicken in the air fryer. Maybe you microwave some rice. You put it in a little Tupperware to bring to work tomorrow. And then you resume the show and then maybe you read if that's something that you want to do. And then you go to bed a little bit earlier. Okay. And then maybe one of those weeks you say, Hey, you know what? We're not going to watch our show on Wednesdays. That's my gym day. And then you go to the gym directly after work and you come home and then you resume your normal activities. And then you work out the other two days on the weekends when you don't have work and you can just dedicate more time to going to the gym. That is a normal day. That could be your day. And now what have you done? You did all the main important things that you usually do, but now you've actually created more time and you're able to be more present doing the other things because you know you're taken care of. 
You know you've built that relationship with yourself. You know that you have taken time to prioritize your needs so you can be more present for other people. You're not gonna feel resentment towards, oh my gosh, I'm doing everything for, for everybody else and I'm not doing anything for myself because you are, right? Oftentimes, if you're feeling more energized, if you're feeling healthier, if you're feeling taken care of, you are gonna be more productive. And if you're more productive, you're gonna create more time, right? That's exactly what is gonna happen. So saying that fit, you can't do fitness because you don't have time, listen to my previous episode called I'm Too Busy or something like that, right? That will clear up a lot of this, but that is part of number two. But again, going back to the, the sentence that I said, top thing I learned, your life is a direct reflection of how you're prioritizing yourself and your needs. When I feel like my life is in flow, it is because I am prioritizing myself. If I am checking the boxes with my nutrition, with my training, maybe I have a coach, right? Like I do right now, I have a goal. I feel in flow and so does my work. So do my relationships. So does the time that I spend with myself. I feel just more fulfilled. And I've had to really come to terms with the fact that that is because I am prioritizing myself and my needs. My life is a direct reflection to that. So if you feel like your life is in shambles, what are you doing to prioritize yourself? And I'm not saying what are you doing? How many massages are you getting a month, right? Like what type of skincare are you doing? That's not the type of self-care that I'm talking about. I'm not talking about bubble baths. I'm talking about how are you building the relationship with yourself that you need to build in order to show up as the most confident version of yourself in other areas of life. What does that take? That takes discipline. That takes investing time, energy, and maybe money into yourself and your goals. That takes setting non-negotiables and setting boundaries, okay? Which we're gonna get into in number four. But that is what I'm talking about, okay? And that's hard to do. And that's a lot harder to do than just buying yourself, you know, something fun and saying it's self-care. Like, yeah, it is. I want you to do that, right? I do that. But it's also arguably more important self-care to build that relationship with yourself. And if you do that, then that will directly reflect into other areas of your life. The third thing that I learned this year is that you are going to learn from every investment that you make in yourself. Not every investment that you make is going to pan out. I think that that is just a known fact, right? But this year, I learned a lot about myself. I learned a lot about myself and how I like to operate with others, how I like to communicate, my preferences and my downfalls and triumphs, I guess you could say, as a leader. Uh, And Some of those were hard things to hear. Some of those were very costly things to realize. Um, But all in all, I'm I'm happy that I made the investments that I made this year. And just so you know kind of what we're talking about here, uh, we make a lot of investments in the Fit Breakthrough, whether it's furthering our education as coaches, whether it's uh, investments in mentors to help us get like the back end cleaned up, 
to help with client fulfillment, to making sure that that is the best that it could be, and things of that nature, right? Just overall mentorship and, of course, my own coaching on the fitness side as well. I have a coach myself. So a lot of investments being made, and it's what it sounds like. It's an investment, so you're going to get a return, whether that return is worth it or not is going to be dependent on the investment and what actually happens. And some of those things just did not pan out. Some things were overpromised and underdelivered, which of course is not the best thing in the world. But I just kind of had to sit there and, and come to the realization that I learned a lot about myself this year and how I like to operate and what type of containers I do best in. Uh, and... Every type of investment that you make in a mentor and a person is going to be a collaboration. And it's kind of like, I don't know, like you're not going to like everybody you come across and you're not going to feel like everything is worth it. And that's okay. Um, No hate to or no shade to anything out there. But it really was something that I had to to think about. And I think the biggest takeaway for me was how can we make sure that we are giving our clients at the Fit Breakthrough the best possible experience? Because that, if they're investing in themselves, oh my gosh, I want this to be so worth it. You know what I mean? So it's impossible to be everyone's like cup of tea. But at the same time, I think that that was something that I, um, I dealt with this year. And it was a learning opportunity for sure. And the thing that I want to say is it actually made me more excited to invest in the future. And I already invested in uh, something big time for 2024, which I'm very excited about. But it didn't shine me away from that. I think sometimes if people make an investment in themselves and it doesn't work out, they feel very jaded. That was not me. That is not me. Um, I would never ask clients to invest in, in the Fit Breakthrough if I was not actively investing tenfold. Uh, to better our services and to better our education and to better, you know, just how we operate as a community. So with that being said, very excited for 2024. And I just chose to learn about myself and about how I like to be coached and how I like to communicate. And I'm utilizing that and strategizing who and how I want to invest in the future. So with that being said, I hope that you continue to make investments in yourself leading into 2024. And that doesn't have to mean monetary investments. That can be time. That could be energy. That could be a skill that you're trying to learn, right? I guess that's time learning it. Um, but yeah, I, I hope that 2024 is a year of of leveling up for you even more, just like it is going to be for me. And we're we're in this together and we're not turning back from any failures or setbacks that we had because everything is a learning opportunity, whether you recognize it now or recognize it down the road. All right, and then the fourth thing that I learned this year, I think this may be the last one that I talk about. I have some other ones written down here, but I actually think they're gonna fit more into the next episode of wins and losses. Um, Okay, so the fourth thing and how I think it can pertain to you Setting clear expectations is not a harsh thing to do, and it's better than setting implied boundaries and expectations. This is something that I really had to learn, okay? And I say this about everything. It's like, of course you had to learn it. That's what the title is called. That's what this list is. But it really is so true because if you set implied boundaries and implied expectations, 
one of two things are gonna happen. Number one is somebody who is not aware of those boundaries is going to bulldoze right through them because they were not explicit. The second type of person is going to not even take advantage of, you know, up to the boundary. And they're going to even take a step back and maybe remove themselves because they don't want to overstep, right? They don't want to even come close to any sort of implied boundary because they're like, wait, is this allowed? Am I supposed to be doing this? Can I do this? You know, and it just creates confusion. And especially for someone who is maybe super self-aware and hyper aware on the other end, they're not even going to want to come near it. Like they're not even going to want to take advantage of anything, right? So it's like, if you are in your life having a hard time setting boundaries with, with loved ones or with people that you care about, I want you to practice being explicit with your boundaries and understanding that being explicit is not anti-people pleasing. It's not being mean. It's actually being quite helpful because they will understand and you will understand. And if there's confusion surrounding the boundary, it will give you an opportunity to talk about it, right? Whereas if there was no boundary, if it was just implied, it's very confusing, okay? And then it just creates, I don't wanna say resentment, but it just creates a lot of like walking on eggshells. And I don't think anybody wants to do that, right? And so that is something that I think I wanna do more of is, just setting more firm boundaries and being confident in it. And you don't even have to explain yourself, but you can, if you want to, you can just be like, Hey, you know, and I think I struggle this. I struggle with expectations and boundary setting a lot more with people who I care about because I want them to, you know, like me, I want to uh, maintain that bond with them. I think I'm fine at setting boundaries with strangers like I'll speak up at a nail salon, you know, if I don't like something in a kind way, right? But I'll, I'll say something, you know, to a stranger. But if it's someone that I have a relationship with or something like that, oh man, I'm like, hi, you know, this is fine. But like, maybe this time we do something like that. Like, no, like set the boundary, have it written out, stand your ground, right? Like that's gonna be better because then the other person knows either one, not to bulldoze, or two, they know, okay, this is the expectation. I'm chilling because I know where I'm supposed to be, right? So both parties are in the loop and that's what you want, okay? So that is number, I think four, five, four. Yeah, um, I guess a bonus one. How many minutes are we at? We're at 26. We're gonna be right on time, you guys. I hope that these were good. I feel like I feel like these are really big things that I learned. Um, and then, yeah, like I said, next week or the week after, depending on when I record, we're gonna talk about the wins and the losses. Definitely come back for that one. It's gonna be a doozy. Um, the Another big thing that I learned, we'll do a little bonus one here, is I learned that I have an addiction to my phone. I knew I had an addiction to my phone. I don't think I really knew how bad it was until I was on a plane to Hawaii. I had never been on a plane ride for over six hours without Wi-Fi. I have a T-Mobile and based on the air airline that you fly, they have like hookups with T-Mobile where you can have Wi-Fi, even if it's for like an hour and a half or something like 90 minutes. Uh, they have like a little deal where you can do that. But 
oh my gosh, a six hour flight, six and a half, whatever it was. I've never been without Wi-Fi for that long. And when I tell you that I was just out of habit, clicking on the Instagram app, clicking on TikTok, clicking on WhatsApp, clicking on my email a million times, just out of habit before I was like, every time I was like, Alicia, you don't have Wi-Fi. Like, why are you clicking on this? You don't have service. Like, please. It was just crazy. And I was like, oh my gosh, it, it was really interesting for me to go through that because I felt like I told my boyfriend this. I was like, I feel like I went through the stages of grief. I was like denial, like checking my phone. And then I was like anger. And then finally I got to acceptance and I was just like, whatever, I'm accepting it. But it was really interesting. And I was just like, oh my gosh, like what's going on on WhatsApp with my clients? Like, is my business blowing up? Like I'm so stressed. And then I just got to a reflective mode of like, I've gotten a little bit better at not checking my phone right when I wake up, but I definitely check it constantly and it's not good for my ADHD. It's not good for my productivity. And so I kind of had a conversation with myself about the need to time block more so that I'm not always on my phone and I like have designated times for things because then I'll show up as my best self when it's time to do that thing on my phone. Like, oh, it's time to post this. It's time to reply here. It's time to check this, right? Like it's built into the system. So I have a one track mind all the way through my day. And again, this is this is really, I'm taking this to the next level with the phone thing because 90% of my work is done on my phone um, besides like check-ins and calls and stuff like that. But that's why, like if my work wasn't on my phone, I don't think I would have a problem. Like I have an Instagram page that's not my fitness, but that's not my fitness one. And I never check it. I'm not a compulsive Instagram checker if it's not my, my fitness page, but you know, I don't know. Sometimes I, I want to reply to messages. Sometimes I feel just like, ah, I feel this angst all the time and just like anxiety, I guess is a better word. Um, so yeah, that was something that I had to realize about myself. And I was like, this is interesting. And uh, yeah, so that's something that we're going to definitely work on in 2024. And I think that that's going to be something that, you know, we're talking about implied boundaries. That's going to be a boundary that I set with myself. And we are going to write that in the sand. And I'm excited because I talked about earlier how I made an investment. And it is a mentorship for 2024. And this mentor is going to audit my day, which I'm so excited about because I need somebody to tell me what I need to be doing sometimes. And that's like, what can I cut out? What can I outsource? What can I do myself? How can we make this run more smoothly? How can I not feel frazzled all the time in the best way, right? Because I love what I do. And I think that's why I never really view it as something that's like, a problem because I'm like, well, I'm doing what I love. I feel so fulfilled. I love, you know, everything about my day. But then you do something like take away the phone and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm having withdrawals, like actually withdrawals. <laughs> so that was a realization for sure. So if you have something, if you're addicted to your phone too, or, or something like that, join me as we, uh, we audit our phone usage and we time block our day and we make sure to do things like sleep in the other room from your phone. Like that's something that I'm implementing for sure. But 
nonetheless, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Uh, that is what I have for you. Let me know. I would love to hear on Instagram. My Instagram is at fitnessbyalicia, A-L-I-C-I-A. And DM me. Let me know what you thought of this episode. I think it was a little chaotic. I'm not going to lie. I am recording this on December 23rd. And I'm just, I have holiday brain, you guys. I am checked out. Uh, But let me know what you thought. Let me know if you had any takeaways and let me know what you learned this year. I would love to hear it. And I'm excited to set goals for 2024. Again, I'm going to bring it up again. The Facebook group link is in the show notes and I will see you there. And I will also see you next episode. So have a wonderful week and we will chat soon. All right. Bye, guys.